Hello everybody and welcome to what is, we're delighted to be able to report to you, the 205th most popular hobby podcast in Finland, even as we speak. Although that may all change with this upcoming episode in which the regular gang get back together to discuss the painting they've been doing. We dive in depth to a couple of competitions, Brixham on the South Coast and Warfare in a very, very chilly Ascot. And of course, we have a look forward to what, we, what we're hoping to do in the new year, Omnicron um, allowing. That's the usual caveat. There will be no unofficial Christmas parties that may or may not happen as part of this podcast. So sit back, listen out for badgers and enjoy this Mad Axman podcast. This means war. Folks, is this Christmas? Um, it sort of feels a bit like Christmas because I think we just had an extra layer of lockdown announced, really, and, um, and a bit of COVID panic. So that Yay. seems to be the traditional, the traditional way of celebrating Christmas in the UK with um, with a step up of that. And um, and I guess if everybody's actually starting to be increasingly locked in their own houses, even if it's only um, through through having to wave a vaccine passport which all war gamers have because we're all sensible um if we want to go to a venue with more than ten thousand people in it which nobody wants to go to um unless it's football which which is a different podcast entirely so i guess we are now here to um entertain you or amuse ourselves more like in in the world of the mad axman podcast in a pre-christmas episode that that might be the only pre-christmas episode probably um depends how busy we all are over the next few years weeks or um or how little we get out so as we speak there are six of us on screen and i think there's a someone from bournemouth desperately furiously trying to log in through through different ways and systems and links to try and join us at the moment but in in the usual traditional pattern we've got almost a running order um we've almost prepared for it and and that preparation says let's just do what we always do and start with who's been painting what and mr saunders in your in your painting bunker i can see you're literally painting as we speak and and i think the last time we spoke you've not painted or or been shopping for a while what's what what's prompted it where where has these new toys come from um i haven't been painting very much I've actually, I've actually, I've, I've Warfare and um, Selweg, what was it called? We went to yeah, Selweg, yeah, yeah. So I bought a few toys there and things. And um, where else was I? Uh, there was some other show we went to. Anyway, but I, I found some somebody selling Eureka figures. In fact, oh Eureka, right, Eureka UK. I salute. I went to salute. As you well. went to salute the proper big, yeah. big one. Um, um, Eureka were there in essence from Australia, or so they were claiming. So yeah. I bought all their stock of African cavalry. Oh wow! Because you've been talking about starting that army for quite yeah. some time, haven't you? So now I've got, um, Eureka light horse, one piece castings with little weird boomerangs on them, or something. <laughs> <laughs> do, do the figures look as good as the pictures look? Because on the Eureka site, they look um, really nicely proportioned you know humanly proportioned for 15 mil which can sometimes be a bit weird yeah they're sort of, they're, they're sort of weird There's, i've got some other ones i've got these giant um sort of cataphract things uh from abyssinian cataphracts right with the bulky padded armor yeah i've got them here they're quite weird as well uh, but i also bought some uh war and empire forged in battle blemmy cavalry 
Right. So okay. that's sort of like cataphracty, king, yeah. uh, axum or whatever. And then I'm going to go to Damien and Donington and get the infantry, the spearmen. Hmm. So I'm just going to create a tray of, a busy tray of various African troops, which yeah. can be just, uh, morphed into any army. And that's okay. me away from Franks. So that's been a bit of a relief. <laughs> that's good. So have you literally just started doing these guys then again? Or has it been been work in progress since salute? Up another three bases of the Franks. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so I'm probably just down to about one bag left. Right. Bag of 100 or something. Yeah, exactly. So, But now the Africans have started. Um, I, I, I enjoy painting light horse because it's fun doing the basing and things like that. So I think I'm going to try and do some light horse just to get my painting mojo back, so to speak. And okay. And are, you, are you going to use normal paints for those? Because I guess African stuff can be a bit shimmery. It could it could tempt you into contrast paints. Oh, no, not contrast paints. No, no. no. I'm anything about them. Oh, those newfangled things. No, no, no. <laughs> not be going to that. Okay, then. All right. Well, look, in, in experimental terms, then, um, let's just experiment and go around. Now, in fact... A complete experiment into the dark peter you're you're charging your ipad at the moment so you're on audio only so um we've got no view of the badger we've got no visibility over what you may or may not have painted have you painted anything am i coming to you uh, completely in the dark and leaving immediately no I, well it, it wasn't quite dark ages it was feudal ages it was dismounts for my knights ready for warfare only okay. they didn't end up being used because um i managed to happily storm in with my knights anyway but um, I had a bit of fun painting them. Um, it was a whole bunch of um, uh, Donington um, sort of <coughs> feudal age um, men at arms with the, you know, the kite type shields and that sort of thing. So mm. uh, setting up a load of heavy infantry as dismounted feudal knights and I can use them as uh, um, either chopper guys or spear guys because um, medium knights dismount as um, both options. So you have a few choices. Uh, with that to make it interesting in case you go up against a load of uh, Scots pikes or something you can rock up with a couple of uh, armored two-handed choppers uh, or end up with a whole load of spearmen if you've got the elephants or something so, so the big question yeah. though is is did you spray any of them gold deliberately or by accident uh i did a little bit of gold highlighting here and there wow. you know it's, <laughs> that was um, so big in the dark ages wasn't it gold highlight yeah no i actually managed to find this uh, the silver spray which was very handy it was the one day that before it started getting cold so i managed to spray them all silver and then quickly do the sort of highlights and everything else um you know do the dark wash to make it stand out and then it was filling in the gaps so it was quite handy from that perspective um okay. got gotten quickly done and quickly through it was a bit of a busy period so i was quite pleased to get them all done Okay. Well, I must admit, in, in terms of spraying, I've been thinking about spraying, but there's been a theme about a, a thread about sp spraying outdoors on the club forum, hasn't there? Which um, inevitably um, means that we do go to Tamsin for um, for expertise. Because I've actually been thinking about spraying some stuff, which I'll talk about in a minute. But but Tamsin, what have you been painting, or, or how bloody much have you been painting? And um, what's this mysterious secret of um, managing to do outside spraying when it's too cold or wet or or is it cold or wet is that the starting point it's but, well it's both i'll start i'll start with that that for doing share screen okay i cold weather or and humid weather can affect i 
can affect the by any spraying i yes yeah. because moisture gets absorbed into the pit into the, the paint as it comes out paint of the, layer yeah. and you get flecking fogging i with varnishes you get fogging and so on so the trick is if you're well in cold weather hmm, which we are warm, warm for can hmm. warm for spray can either put it by by a radiator or into a bucket of fairly hot water i like warm to hot water that in, a bag, really hot in a bag in a bag yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't put a can directly on the radiator because no. it could explode. Microwave? Yeah. <laughs> Not a good idea. Not a good idea. I think I know it's I know it's Christmas Day, but I have seen that in Home Alone. But we're not doing it in this podcast. <laughs> it's like Kevin. Uh, <laughs> also, make sure that the figures, I the figures are warm. warm that's the, that's the bit I was um surprised at because i've i've thought can't keep the cam warm thing but i guess yeah. i've not really thought of warming the figures more than they more than room temperature yeah if you've got I mean, you've got the figures i because you want to avoid like the warmer the figures are the less moisture is going to get into the paint right. paint or varnish layer okay so what you so get them get both the can and the figures warm hmm. go outside get the spraying down as quickly as possible yeah get back in as quickly as possible Get the figures warm. Uh, keep the figures warm. Right. And okay. If you if you see any fogging appearing, if, if varnish, hairdryer. Hairdryer. Okay. Well, looking around the screen, then um, I think there's probably you and Peter are going to own a hairdryer out of the, the six rest of us so far. The rest of us are going to struggle. We're going to have to either steal one or find one or borrow one. There's there's not much call for it. But then again, you know, if um, if we've all ended up buying nail polish um, shakers and things like that over the last two years. Possibly this could um, could be the next wave of. Um, but does the type of hairdryer matter, and do you need a diffuser on the end? Is it a bedside hairdryer? If we go all Victrix. Well, personally, I very rarely you you, you I use spray varnishes spray I, in the winter anyway, so I couldn't really advise on that. Right. <laughs> okay, that's the correct answer. You that's might, definitely you correct answer. To, you might need to go to people that do. I think so. I mostly uh, I varnish using airbrush, so. Okay. So I guess that's the the only tricky bit is if you're if part of this plan involves warming the can, warming the figures, taking them outside, spraying them quickly, then bringing them back in. That means they still will smell when you bring them inside, which defeats the main yeah. purpose of um of spraying outside in a way. But um yeah. at least it doesn't mean you get drift onto your walls of um Dunkelgelb and sort of vague yeah. Dunkelgelb stains on your walls. You, or something you do like the that. old you know, open up a box, lay it on its side, stick the figures in there, and get give it a spray around in there, and close up the box again. Close up the box. Okay, all right. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, that's not going to deal with the smell though, because when you open the box up. Yeah, but you don't yeah. get the spray everywhere. Uh, yeah. Half the fun is that beautiful smell of acetone that goes through the flat. Is like, yes, pink elephants. <laughs> yes, indeed. Do you you tend to do this when your missus is away, then, Simon? Um, yes. Yes, absolutely. And it still um, remains. But... This means war. This means war. Okay, so Tamsin, you've been painting. Um, oh, no. Oh, wow. What? Are Look these at the yeah, Koreans? Are these the I, Koreans? When we'd lost the recording, I was partway through painting a load of additions to my Chesson Korean and Ming Chinese. Mm. Yeah. So 
that's a picture of them all together. Now, these Curacao figures, or are they Old Glory? Uh, old Glory 15s. Old Glory 15s, brilliant. Okay, yeah, nice little things. Uh, so small. I recognise those. Yeah. No, they're grand. They're very different to Chinese, aren't they? Oh, actually? some heavy spearmen. Yeah. Some levy. In, um, in their pyjamas, that's good. Yeah. Ming Chinese levy. Okay, yeah, they look like... Um... And light cavalry, yeah. which I did for Koreans, because... I started off doing doing this army back in Fog AM, Fog, Fog R days. Okay. And you could have up to three, three bits of, uh, I think it was military schools, light, light horse. Right, okay. And I'd only done one battle group, and so I decided to do another two. Yeah, well, you, you so, might as well, just in case you play yeah, Fog R again. Yeah, that's definitely Since it. Since then, I've mostly been doing figure prep. Hmm. Well, actually, I've just been doing figure prep and priming. So that's everything that I've done in a lot preps. Well, so what, what scale are these? Because I, I can't, you know, I, I imagine you've got a desk the size of, you know, an aircraft carrier. Are these, are these 15s, eight, 20? That's, I, that's eight A4 boards. Okay. Let's go to scale. Yeah. You guys. So I got some 15 millimetre Romans. Hmm. If you remember, think back to when I did the Romans and ancient Germans for the infamy, wasn't it? Infamy, infamy. I looked, I'd done them, based them so that they could morph into with some additions to ADLG. Hmm. So got some some additions for, for that. So Romans. Why are you undercoating red? Yeah, I did for these. It's Romans. Don't yeah. don't give Peter ideas. It's um. We don't want to um, usurp the religion of gold. And the Germans. <clears throat> so they look like they're undercoated in sort of brown. It's, a, quite... it's a red brown. Red brown. It, okay. I think it's, yeah, I think it's German red brown. It's for the <laughs> light. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some addition. So, fr- so on, on the sticks, you've got some Mongol, uh, Mongol cavalry and some Georgian heavy cap. Georgian Armenian heavy cavalry. So you're doing like four armies at once. Just um oh yeah, I've got loads of stuff yeah. prepared. So yeah. I've, I've got some individual sort of Roman legionaries and auxiliaries to be mm. level one leaders for infamy. Because yeah. I hadn't done that. Is this your, your sort of plan B lockdown plan of uh, prep loads of stuff or not going anywhere for a bit? Well, I was going to come on to that on. Um, plans. I think I've got the analog hobbies painting challenge. Ah, oh, right. That starts and in January, does it? Part or? this year, rather than just being right. a uh, sort of a minion. Hmm. Okay. So I'm getting a lot of stuff prepped ready for that. That's, does that start on January the first? Is it? Or, oh, two weeks. Right. It starts before Christmas. Yeah, it starts before just before Christmas. Okay. All right. Uh, so we'll have to we'll have to find a website for people to join that. Don't we? There. Through at the front there, where you can see Mel, you might. Can you see my? They're bigger one? guys, aren't they? Those are no. Those are bad squiddo games. It was some. Um, hmm. Oh yeah, I know. Feline merchants. Okay, cats. Yeah, fancy fancy feline merchants. Yeah. Fancy cat traders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some Papuan bearers as a, a sort of a big net piece for hmm. eyes, and some barbarian barbarian artillery artillery crew yeah because barbarians need not artillery sure, not sure if did the barbarians during one of the lockdowns or hmm. no it I must be a while ago because like i don't remember before, them. i think it was before the lockdown yeah i don't remember because so. i did a huge large quite a large barbarian army for dragon rampant yeah okay 
or drinking, but, um, as it's known. Yeah. Yeah, this is one thing that I haven't that I didn't have, so I decided to buy buy them. Mm, okay. All right. So that's um that's pretty eclectic. There's some finishing. Yeah. There's some start. Oh no, there's more. That, there's, that was all there's another Second World War thing of twenty eight. Yes, Japanese. Japanese yeah. World War Two Japanese. Okay, to go hunting parachutes. So I got that a platoon there plus some support options. Mm. I need to uh, need to add a few more figures for that. So what's your base color going to be for Japanese uniform? That's a that's I'm the million dollar with, question. I'm going to go it? with the with the more green uniform. Mm. So so it'll probably be an olive green highlighting up toward through golden olive golden olive. Okay, olive green. So not, not not going for a textbook Japanese uniform paint called Japanese uniform paint. No, I mean, that's more for that's more pre, sort of very pre-war sort of China, either Sino-Japanese war. Okay, all right. It just got a bit more green by the time they were fighting the yeah. um, the Americans. I mean, in the Pacific, yeah. Okay, so it's more green. All right, that so looks like quite a good set about to do. Seventy odd figures there. Can't remember. No, it's probably a bit more more like eighty figures there. Yeah. And so there's a lot of support options. There's a lot of lead, a lot more, <coughs> excuse me, officer types. So mm. the excess officers will probably get used for I jump off points. Yeah. And okay. last bit, some dogs and a Eureka Mad, Ma Mad Maximilian, Maximilian 1934 car. Oh, that's a project. It's going to be a gift for a friend. Okay. It looks a bit chitty chitty bang bang. Um, and I mean that in a good yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's that's pretty eclectic. That's um that's a fair old mix. Um, let's have a look at who else. Andy, in your world of pots and pans, and bearing in mind we can only see you from the nose upwards, and you're doing your Chad impression. You can put your hands on the screen and do kind of the the Chad. Oh, that oh there he is. Oh, is that God. worse? Yeah. Wow. That's that's a yep. Now we can see you. Ugly as ever. Yeah. No yep. change there. Right. I'm not. You've not quite gone full Christmas yet. Then we're not done that. No. No. Okay. Right, so what's what's been on your paint paint table then, Andy? As um, uh, well, I I think the last time we did lock, we did a podcast. I just about finished the twenty five millimeter Welsh Allies for the feudal English army, hmm. uh, which I got from um, Andy Copstake at um, uh, Old, Old Glory. Glory. Yeah, and then I've since then I've actually painted five units of Ottomans, the um, ones including the city rabble which were museum so mm. that's about 70 figures so they're all painted and based and thanks to simon i've got flags for them so that's a project actually done so that's my renaissance ottoman army done which I, that's for, uh, I think for adlgr also, isn't it um, yeah that's right yeah and now what i'm doing is i'm actually rebasing uh those um poles which um i bought from you from from clive's estate yeah mm. um and because they're basically on 40 by 20, I think they're probably based for, for FOGR. Hmm. So I need to base them for ADLGR and put them on 80 millimeter bases. Hmm. And I've discovered what I think is a neat little way of rebasing, saving a lot of time. So rather than soak the figures off and just completely rebase them, I've actually got the 40 by 20 base and with a standing, I've trimmed it to a very thin bit. So I'm just hmm. left with, if you like, the topsoil. Yeah. For each for each base so it doesn't sit too proud and then i can cut up the musketeer bases without too much difficulty to you know split them out a bit and then i just stick them onto a 40 by 80 base and you know i've already they're already flopped hmm. so i've already done two units this evening while we're talking so okay. i think that's a, a 
handy little way of finding out. Ah, super speedy. Just work. shave shave the base bit off the base. Yeah, and no, I I think I've done that with um with some things, not so much with MDF, but with old cardboard bases. I've found that quite easy to do. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, these ones, the the, the the basing and flocking is quite nice, so I didn't really want to okay. you know, reinvent that wheel. So, oh, that's um, a spot of luck then. Good. Yeah. All right. So that's so that, that's all done. And the other things I've I bought a few things at uh, Warfare recently. And why? What did you, what did you buy? What did you manage to get tempted by? Um, I bought some. I bought the War and Empire uh, late uh, late Achaemenian, sorry, early Achaemenid generals, including uh, they've got this chariot with a guy in it as well. Um, and again, because of the army, I bought. Uh, yeah, of Clive's. Uh, yeah, Clive's. I just needed some commanders for that. Um, and you know, you you also sold me the um, the, the war wagon thing, which I haven't yeah. even looked at yet. No, <laughs> basically, like once, a. That's a Magister Militum thing that looks impossible to assemble. Uh, I suspect it, it probably will like be, a, but something yeah. that you used to investigate telegraph poles and <laughs> overhead <laughs> power lines or something. Yeah, or, or a fire for a fire, or a sort of a, a sort of pre 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 engine fire truck or something. Mm. But yeah. anyway, so um, I'm I'm going to put all that stuff together um, because you know with the armies I've got from Clive, I've basically got most of the troops I need. It's just putting commanders and you know one or two little bits to them, and then my plan is over Christmas to finish that and to do the um was you know the Polish commanders I bought them from I can use it Min, um Essex okay. and so they're, they're they're arriving shortly with a few units of uh, seven years war Prussians to finish off the other ones so it's basically buying bits to finish off the armies I bought from Clive mm. uh, from Clive's estate and with a bit of luck you know two more of those armies will be done by about the end of the Christmas break Wow, so super super basing turbo then. All right. This means war. This means war. But it sounds like yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Well it sounds like a lot of that is for, for ADLGR. So that means we obviously inevitably have to come to Simon and um and you're in a you're in an offshore bunker at the moment or something like that. Um, but but there seems to be a lot of ADLGR action going on down at the club. It is it is it getting close? Have you been painting furiously to to cook up new armies for it? Um, I'm at the point, scaringly enough, I I can't think of a new army to paint up for ADLGR because I okay. I may have um, and that's some more lists. That's normally the way, isn't it? Yeah, I was, I was thinking that, but uh, I'm waiting for some of the. the um, well, you could Christmas just split, sales. you know, split one of the existing lists into four. You know, have a separate yeah, list for every like, battle or something. Yeah, the, I could do like you know the thirty year war, thirty years war German by year. That might work. Yeah, that, that yeah, could that work. Could yeah, thirteen, twenty nine more lists. In Germany, Easy. North. Yeah. Then, then you could say you've got over a thousand lists. It'd be a great mm. marketing tool. You can get someone else to proofread that lot, mate. Yeah. Sixty one <laughs> pages of army lists. <laughs> there's enough there's enough definitely yep. no, we've been having some um, cracking games with with renaissance uh things have been going quite well we've we made a couple of uh, minor tweaks to make caracol the um the italian sorry the wars of religion uh, horse formation less crap is probably the best mm -hmm. way of saying it was always okay. a bad bad troop type anyway yeah we've just made it just a little less crap and actually it worked really well so um it still will get trampled by real mounted, you know, good Crassia, but at least in period, it works. So um, okay. a couple of, couple of last little tweaks and just trying to see if I can word up how to uh, enable people to use a Fogar-based army 
using yeah because we, we came up with that in a curry house didn't we um in between warfare I think that was, I think was that was one of the wargaming workshops. It was yes, sorry, it was, strategy, it was an uh, off-site sessions. workshop with cheese and wine and poppadoms. It wasn't yes. a party. <laughs> no, we we were allowed to do it at the time because it was only yes, the distancing was met. It was indeed after after a trip to an Italian pub with a Spaniard. Um, okay, yeah. So so um, I think when you when you sort of distill down what you want to do, it becomes relatively straightforward. It's just change a couple of base sizes and Bob's your auntie. So I'm just trying to think if I need to add anything more or to the yeah. rules. Or so basically this is, this is basically lines. playing with Fogar sized three wide um, 15 mil troops on a six by four, but treating a six, a block of six Python shot as a single ADLGR unit then. Yeah. So it, it, um, it allows you to play ADLGR on a standard six foot by four foot table using a normal Fogar army, so you know, six wide pike and shot and all that. And you just reach, you just change the standard UD dimension mm. from 40 UD to 60 UD, because that's what we yeah. do for 25 mil. Yeah. And the game scales up basically straight away. It's like, well, that was easy, didn't so yeah. um, the mounted are a little bit more. You might have to make a couple of sabo bases just mm. to, to tweak those. Yeah, but but there's not hundreds of mounted in ADLGR, is there? There's not. Um, you're talking nine bases, maybe. So tops. you might make nine yeah. sab sabos. Um, so it's not. But they're what standard. sixty by sixty by sixty 40 by, or, sixty by sixty. Sixty by sixty. Oh right. So you just stick. Yeah, you've got those anyway. It's, just it's the one you do square. Bosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you're a nerd enough, you can re uh, rebase a few. If not, yeah. just make a couple of sabos and bobs your own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and have a couple of games of that over Christmas. I'm not okay. sure where, maybe mm. on a tabletop simulator based on um, today's news. Yeah, it's um, possibly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. But from a yeah, Boris will give you a game. Sorry, Boris will give you a game. Yeah, yeah, but he won't admit that he won't admit it afterwards, though, will he? So um, that's probably part of the problem. But, but on a more positive side, painting. Mm. Um, mm. Haven't done a substantive amount. I did paint up a bunch of bunch more twenty five mil um, medieval guys who got to have their first inaugural run at Warfare. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because I brought I brought to the twenty five mil ADLG. I brought my um, English hooligans on tour, aka mm. Free Company. So we um, had the drunken brigands who were mm. my new medium swordsmen, just medium swordsmen, nothing else. So they were the, the drunken hooligans, and then um, I had. You know, as a war gamer, you realise well, I've got a box of Perry twenty-five mil plastic knights. What can I do? You've with all those? got a box of Perry twenty-five mil plastic knights. But Adam, you've joined us now. I could, I'll come to you next because then we can talk about Perry plastic twenty-five mil knights. Oh yeah, but yeah. But, but um, so I finished painting up all the knights and the um, the um, medium swordsmen and the um, the spare knights became my dismounted um, impetuous knights, which worked quite well because in the twenty-five mil uh, competition. There were some very scary Swiss armies running around and yeah. running around with an impetuous command of uh, with an ordinary general included versus elite Swiss. It wasn't going to go well. So everybody yeah. dismount. <laughs> yeah, get off that horse, definitely. Oh, good. I can control them. Hmm. So, yeah, did you did you do any shopping at, at Warfare or Salute or anywhere like that? Or is Warfare your only show? Shopping uh, show? Warf Warfare was my only show. I couldn't get to Salute. I was away that weekend. Um other than some paints, I couldn't actually find anything I wanted to buy, though 
Adam, you'll be very happy. I did go and have a good hard look at the Vitrix bags of um, 25 mil Romans and all that stuff. And it's like, I don't need them, right? So I need two bags of those, one bag of those, and I get another bag of those. And that gives me my Roman army, my yeah, uh, exactly. warband command. And all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, it's all good for you. Yeah, having seen how well your Dacians and just your keenness on those troops have come up and to look to those um, bags went, they're a good price point, like 30 quid for 60 figures. And they're really, really good quality. I was like, ooh. I say you can get the Dacians are basically a 25 mil army for the price of a 15 mil. Yeah. yeah. And, and a um, successful one as well. Yeah, yeah they stomped along. So um, I could see some of those coming around for Christmas because they are flat and useful. Okay. Oh, well, it's good if it's Christmas, isn't it? That's the thing. If it's not you buying it, it's Santa, isn't yes. it? That's the thing you've got to remember. It's always Santa buying it for yourself. So, so um, Adam, what what about you? Because um, you you end up missing warfare because you had um, um, well, we had too much fun in Brixham and you weren't allowed out. Is the gist of it? I think um, I if we're honest, in for a week in Brixham. Yeah. Um, first thing I want to check because Safari's told Zim to write off. Um, is is my um, audio okay here. yeah your audio is absolutely yeah, we can fine hear you, yeah, yeah. and it's really good you it's really dark so we almost can't see you at all which is which is the perfect combination yeah. um so yeah because i'm on my phone so um sorry what was the question have you painted anything um lately or um um no i haven't i read i keep looking at it thinking i've got to get, do you know this i got out of habit in the summer yeah, because I was too busy, and I just haven't got into the habit. I know once I sit down the first time mm. and start the process, I'll get back into the habit again. But that hasn't happened, and I really need to because um, there's some. I need some troops to play because the Dacians I've really enjoyed playing, but I've played with them for quite a few competitions now, mm. and it gets a bit boring. And so I might jog out the Romans next. Yeah, have you got, um, have you got all of the Romans, or is there? Have you worked out there's more stuff you should have? No, I've got I've got all the Romans. I was going to get some bowmen as well, just to round it out, because Victor's have done a bag of early Imperial Roman bows. But um, I, I might have some for you actually, because Jeff gave me some that are excess to the ones that I need. But I said yes anyway because that's the life it is. So I might have two bases of neatly painted Roman bowmen if you want. That's exactly what I want. There we <laughs> that's go. Exactly what I need to. Probably, well, thank you. Know, I know Jeff listens to this, so I'm sure he'll be delighted that his stuff is actually. Going to someone who who really wants it, which will be a win. Big up the pusher, man. But yeah. my problem is, um, they're the same era. You know what I mean? They're yeah. that, they're that yeah. sort of like clearer. So I need something medieval. So I need to get back on with uh, painting up me a uh, lovely, lovely Frenchies mm. again. So that's a habit. And I've just realised something as well because I didn't go to warfare. I didn't go to. I haven't been to a show in a long time. Mm. I haven't even been down to Entoyment, and Christmas is coming up. So I might have to pay a visit a to Santa. And yeah. Santa accidentally buys me some stuff. Yes. And I don't particularly need anything, so I've got stuff that I need to paint. Hmm. Um, but that might happen. And what I've also done, actually, is i spent some time... Sure, I suppose the, the advantage is that you've got two kids, so each of them can buy you something, um, you know, and wrap it up for you very neatly, I'm sure. No, and no, then you can each of surprised. them can get their own 15 mil army. Yeah. My no, problem no. There, and, <laughs> and then thrash you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My problem there, though, with the kids buying it is... Uh, um, they're they're actually buying me a lot of cricket stuff. Oh, so um, <laughs> okay, and you do actually want that Santa? Fine, um, just from Santa. Good. Although the other thing that I have done is I've been spending some time about right. You're fifty now, mate. Okay, you're a young fifty and you look good with it, but you are fifty. 
Um, and uh, life is fine. So all these fantasies you have about different wargaming stuff you're going to have to do, sort it out. What are you going to spend your time doing? So I was spending the time, I've been doing uh, my maps, thinking, right, these different periods I want to do. What do I want to do with these periods? And trying to rationalise and go, right, this is what I'm going to do. So I've been trying to um, bring order to my hobby because like most people that play, play with toy soldiers, the hobby is at least 90, 90% fantasizing about the hobby. Um, what periods you would do, what armies would you do? You spend more time doing than that than actually sort of like playing the game. So I'm trying to figure out what it is um, I want to be doing with the hobby. Okay. Yeah. So what have you have you started to work that out or is it still kind of that's the fun you're going to save it for? We'll do a special on what yeah. Adam's going to do yeah. for the next 30 years later on. <laughs> 30 uh, that's that's optimistic to be honest yeah <laughs> um okay. well it's like firstly it was it was a text i sent out a little while ago i've got mm. loads of cowboys and stuff so buy some buy a cowboy town so i can have games of cowboys is yeah them. start playing manifold again yes manifold, oh God, yes fantastic yeah. game it mm. really is a fantastic game and i've got all the toys i need and some stuff that's still um being painted mm. and um i've decided i want to go into 10 mil uh, it's my russians i've got to do some germans for them and then i want to do some cold war 10 mil because t62s yeah um and oh what was the other thing oh see it's already getting at hand i'm trying it's to really disappearing. Well. yeah it's more than you can remember which is correct maybe that's a sign of getting old so um, yeah, the older yeah. you get the less you can remember yeah. so you'll be satisfied that you've done them all you know it's a win yeah. hopefully it's it's a win. Point where i think i've done them all i can't remember no. anymore thanks <laughs> for the cowboy for the cowboy town it's worth taking a look at TC Combat moments. Okay. They're doing a load of their white box bundles. Okay, uh, TC Combat like Western yeah. stuff in that, and it's yeah. a bundle of a bundle of kits. Uh, quite a, quite a significant saving over buying them individually. So. Mm. Okay, I'm, I'll yeah. that. Oh, I remember the other thing that I want to do before I die. Okay. Toy soldier wise, this, this mm. isn't the. This isn't. No, the, we don't um, want to go there. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, oh, excuse me, I'm eating orange at so far. It's ever since reading the war game. You're not that um, Michael Hutchins thing. You're not practising, are you now? <laughs> no. Okay. Ever since, uh, ever since being a kid and reading Brigadier Peter Young charge in the war game, I was thinking, yeah, I want to make up my own armies. So I'm thinking, I do want to do an imagination or a couple of imaginations where I can sort of like to have a simple set of rules playing Napoleonic mm-hmm. or um, 18th century with uh, with... Troops that I've just signed that uniforms myself, and I can uh, I can name them myself, and that's the other thing that I might do. King of the okay. battlefield, great set yeah. of rules for 18th century. Quite Making that sort of stuff up. Okay, good. All right. Well, from the um, from the imaginary to the um, <laughs> the extremely straightforward and mundane, really is. Um, I guess what have I been doing? I've been doing a bit of kind of rebasing. There's a couple of bits of. of Clive's troops that I've been rebasing and, and doing odds and sods to do, but I, I've still been a bit stuck in um, stuck in a not painting rut. Other than finishing off those um, couple of bases of dismounted companions and sort of elite um, spear that I think Dave, you must have handed off to me in a car park or something sometime in the middle of the year when um, when we're only allowed to go walking and, and meet each other or something, which came out really well. Zeist and fifteen mil, dis- I think they're Theban generals. But I stuck them all on a base and um, and based them up as dismounted companions because companions can now dismount a spear and then you can use them as like the Theban elite 
people in in a greek army that i'll possibly never put on table either so so that was kind of a double whammy and then at warfare because i did what did i did i buy anything at um so we got i think i bought a couple of bits like paints and things i bought some chain of command dice at selwig but at warfare i was supposed to find red three who do these not really nice 10 mil um tanks and things but because of the way the venue was laid out and the way the competitions were on and doing the scoring and and some of the other stuff that went on i just didn't manage to get round i was even supposed to be talking to some of the um traders about britcon next year in uh, moving to moving to nottingham but i barely got round any of them at all but so i i remembered when i saw something from red three on facebook about a new figure they come out come out with about a week ago so i quickly banged in an order and um and steve quickly banged me out some of these figures so i've got a load of well load about half a dozen half tracks you know m3 half tracks second world war stuff for the brits i've got a couple of german engineer half tracks and then i've got a american um anti-aircraft half track as well but they're just so bloody clever for 10 mil stuff there's just i'm, I'm sure i've banged on about this before but there's just enough detail to show um what they are and you know and a little bit more so they look exactly fine but there's none of the extra fiddly complicated bits that you have to glue on or stick on as separates or or get miscast and they're such clean castings and they're so well designed and like this little um m3 half track the half track and the wheels and the tracks is a one-piece casting and then into the back you drop two little sort of strips of three infantry and i'm guessing that the american one has slightly different looking helmets on them because these are brits and they've got kind of the flat um you know those flat sort of soup bowl helmets with um stuff with, with bits of leaves and things on them and the same is true for the um the capola with the 50 cal which i think some of the other ones you end up gluing that on then the gun goes on and then the gun falls off because the gun always falls off if you're putting a 50 cal on a 10 mil tank because that's where you pick the damn thing up and this one the capola and the gunner and the gun and sort of this plug that goes into the half track is all just one piece and it just slots in and you're like there's i don't know it's that thing when you think there's industrial design thinking gone into how to put this together someone's not gone how do i make a model kit they've gone i'm going to make this just simple enough to fit together in a way that makes it robust it's i Sorry, to, yeah i wasn't really listening until you started going on about great they were what um company was it red three um it's a red bloke three. called steve from red three i think i first saw them at plymouth which must have been pre-covid last year and bought some of their stuff they've got he's doing a lot more um modern stuff at the moment but he's got a little range of world of the basic stuff from world war ii and it's just really nicely cast so all my um half track mm, german half tracks were um that i did in last summer were all red three as well um they just if take steve into google it'll take me there then yeah red three R yeah R -E -D -3. I, I found them on on the internet very easy to find yeah yeah super easy so that's really nice but i i was toying with the idea of rushing out today and doing some um some priming um of that and then um i've got an elephant that's got padding on it for for being an armored elephant i've got a few um what's i've got got a few indian infantry that need doing to do the clubman for a indian ally and stuff like that so i've got some sort of bits and bobs but i've still not 
taken uh, but i still kind of want to start doing the um the, the black seas fleet because i've got three other ancients armies to do that i've already bought um but i just want to get the black seas thing but but these little half tracks i so i bought them more i forgot to buy them than i did buy them then they're here and i'm just sat here kind of dribbling over them even the little um german engineer so, one tim you basically the, got admitted you got sidetracked on a total tangent to i got sidetracked by half tracks i got yeah. sidetracked by half tracks that was the answer yes indeed half track I, by half tracks half track side track so yeah i think that's about as good a point to close this painting session um as anywhere really isn't it under pun like that so we shall move on So that's the painting session done, um, and we've actually been been packing in the gaming. Um, quite a few of us, both at the club and in competitions since we last spoke, with with competitions down in deepest, darkest, or sunniest actually Devon in in Brixham, but then much more recently in in Warfare. In that this time is in Ascot, last time was in Reading, and next time is going to be in Farnborough, which um, which I think Ascot was fine. But I think Farnborough will, as a venue, probably be better um, because the, the Ascot was fine, but but I think it would have been irritating to go back to quite quite possibly. But um, so we all, nearly all of us, took part in in either one or both of those events, um, and uh, it's been a thing. But I think before we we really talk about either, we do have to just kind of raise a glass or um, raise a can or, or have a quick thought for. Um, Mark Dudman, who who was playing in the warfare um, ADLG competition, when um, when tragically he he suffered a stroke during the event. Now the you know the the people at the venue at Ascot were fantastic. The the war team from warfare were were great as well. Everybody reacted really really well. All the players just just cleared out and made space and and left it well alone to deal with it. And and then he was um, taken to to a local hospital where the the guys, his clubmates from Solent, um, tell us that um, he got the best possible care. But, but sadly, he he passed away um, sometime during the week after warfare, which was was kind of a shock to all of us. It it really brings home, you know, um, I guess sometimes this is a hobby, and sometimes there's more important things than than hobby. Um, and and it sounds a little trite to say that you know he was doing the thing he loved, um, but. But it does give us all a, a thought as to, you know, the aging of the hobby and and what can happen. But but so I think you know for, we should all quickly raise a glass to to Mark, a really nice guy who was, you know, part of the scene and, and certainly part of the scene on the the internet and the West Coast. So, cheers, Mark. This is, this is for you.
having said that, I mean, I don't know if we maybe we start with with Brixham, which was was back at the big couple of weeks before Warfare. Um, Adam, um, you you won, didn't you? Um, you I, won half of it. We ended up with thirty six people in Brixham, twenty four in twenty five mil, and, and a dozen in fifteen mil, which was remarkable given how bloody far away it is from from anywhere really. But um, but you won the twenty five mil. I did surprise. Well, not yeah. surprisingly, no, I, I, I've caught, of course, of course, of course you won. I yeah, won. of course you won. The, yeah. the twenty-five one. No, the that legendary army for the classical period that sweeps all before it. <laughs> that sometimes, I mean, I've been thinking about why um, they won because they won quite well as well. It wasn't that they didn't sweep home; they won quite well. Um, and I think it's two things. Firstly, a few crucial combats in couple of games went my way they could have gone the other way and I wouldn't have won those games so that always does help but uh, my deeper reflection is I think the way to play ADLG successfully is different to previous rules like in DBM the classic army was your patrician skirmish them out find your opponent weeks weeks point react and then go to where your opponent weak point is you can fence it out first whereas ADLG I think it much more rewards Here's my plan. I'm doing this. You now have to deal with that because a lot of people just go, "Oh, geez, oh Christ, oh," um, and um, they can't do it. And I think the way to get victories in ADLG is to, or at least from my style of play, which seems successful, at least at Brixton, is to inflict yourself onto your opponent quickly and make them react um and then they always seem to be on the back foot yeah nothing, yeah. nothing beats a warband army appearing within four ud of, on your side of the table in turn one it's like you can maneuver deal with this <laughs> yeah yeah you can really really put pressure on people and it is that thing that, that we always keep coming back to it you know, other games used to be 12 turns each and these are about six or seven so you've got to crack on and do it although looking at at brixham and you know there were a number of draws that Brixham, but I don't know. I think there's also a thing that that I thought afterwards was that um, I'm not even quite sure I can articulate this properly, but but people it, it made me realise why um, not realise again or, or whatever fully appreciate why people are playing, and I think there's a lot of people for whom winning is genuinely not important on. Um, particularly on the the 25 mil you know adlg circuit and we all sit here it's just one of these things you know even even going on um sean's podcast uh, uh on god's own scale a while ago you know, that thing about competition players but but actually brixham was a competition in which i would say a very big chunk of certainly the 25 mil pool um were there to play toys with people they knew um and put the toys on table and have a chat and move them around and and have a social game with with people they knew or people they didn't or people were like-minded and and that's absolutely fine and i think maybe that's one of the the weird things about um you know this whole competition game non-competition game i don't even think i'm articulating this particularly properly but but it's there's an if everybody involved is there to play a social game that's kind of what happens and if that's what happens that's brilliant because everybody's getting what they want um, yeah, there was definitely um there's nothing there's nothing inherent in the competition paradigm that stops that happening that's maybe the the key thing so maybe we should just embrace it and go 
yeah, that actually, we, let's be honest about this is what's going on. Oh, it was definitely at the 25 mil, you definitely see there was a quite a lot of, in Britsum, a lot of players for whom it was their first time playing with anybody in two years. At least three of my opponents had said, wow. I haven't played with anyone since March 20, 2020. Wow. wow. I don't care if I win or lose. I'm just loving actually seeing people again for the first time because uh, my toys couple, on table. Yeah, a couple of, of guys yeah. have been in um, various you know isolations or lockdowns or whatever and all that, and they just said, "I'm just happy to play toy soldiers. I yeah. couldn't care less." And so we had a great old natter. Violence was had. War, you know, armies collided. But at the end of the day, it was like hmm, it was just nice to say hi to somebody and just have a chat with someone different and have a kibitz about things. Yeah, so I suppose there's quite a lot of wargamers who were, or a disproportionate proportion of wargamers who were in the, the sheltering category. So, mm. so coming out of it as we were, at, you know, and Brixham not being a big show or anything like that, it was just thirty of us in quite a big hall down down by the seaside. Kind of did work for for that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. Is that um, your kind of thoughts? You know, do you see that as well, Adam? Um. um. I, I and it might be because I didn't know a huge amount of people there, so there were some people there that I knew that I did chat to, mm. but a few of the people that I played, um, and they were the more relaxed end of the playing scale, I didn't really know them, okay. So we chatted, but I think and it might be that my attitude is different because I'm quite happy to chat and play, yeah. No, but actually, other... your army was of a style that couldn't do anything else other than attack, you can't dance around with that army you you know if you're playing it in the spirit of it or in the style of it you've just got to throw the damn thing at people haven't you and and that's how it plays so it's always going to do that but you know the other armies which are, there was a lot of those republican romans which are you know they win by a slog or getting flanks and doing all that sort of stuff and maybe you know it's just a different horses for courses really you you couldn't help but be involved in in much more brutal games which um, decisive which, games, yeah. Uh, they were brutal and they were they were fun. But the other thing you said about there's nothing in the competition paradigm, and this isn't about Brixham, but more generally, yeah. where you yeah. said there's nothing in the competition paradigm that kind of stops that. No, there isn't anything that stops it, but there is quite a lot that discourages it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a time bound game. Yeah. There's a scoring system, hmm. and there's a sort of which gives a culture of that. Whereas, um, which I am not. I'm not a particularly competitive player, hmm. um, but if I go to a competition, I would like to at least try and win my game. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Um, for the whole sort of like relaxed, have a game and chuck dice, um, I, what we did for the week after, I think, yeah. um, you know, because then it's like that that Cold War yeah. game of which the outcome truly didn't matter. Yeah. Got tickets and twos and Heinz on the table. So hmm. I think... Um, there isn't anything about a competition that stops that, but mm. I think that a competition is a less than ideal venue to do that style of game. Yeah, maybe it kind of needs to caveat. There's nothing in a competition that stops that if both players want to do so. But and in some ways, the time limit means getting a decisive result is, is always a balance. If you have no time limit, you would get a decisive result in every game if you could be asked to play it to, to the end of it. No, that Friedrichsburg game we played in Brixham, yeah. we could have had no time limit and it would have gone on for well, Yeah, because you were too bloody defensive, cowards. Um, bloody I do union. think, though, because um, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I played in the 25 mil in Brixham, 
one of the things I found, you know, it was great having all the social chats, being that, um, and it may have just been 25 mil, you had so many of these uber, uber tough Roman armies, unless you had like a day scene where it was all about the furious charge, like I brought my Chinese army. So for me, most of these armies were a game of skill. I'm impact swordsman, they're impact swordsmen. A lot of the armies just ground to a, to a grind mm -hmm. meat, for a, uh, um, meat grinder, yeah, meat grinder, because the armies would just slowly grind each other. And when you're trying to beat something that's, you know, armored impact swordsman elite with, with support, yeah, and then, um, one opponent literally hunkered down in a corner and redeployed and reversed the army into a, um, defensive line on the back table mm -hmm. edge. Couldn't crack it for the love of God. Tried no. everything. I was in there and getting yeah. um, my chariots across the table from one side, one flank to the other complete flank over in steep hills. It was a hard mm. going. Yeah. But, um, some of the armies were just very tough I to think, crack. I think with the changes in rules, it's a lot better to get the heavy infantry as well in. Um, so outside of four, you're now moving three. So it um, stops yeah, that sort of that like up. stall yeah, and falling back, stall and falling back, and you have to do like 10 moves before you contact someone. Hmm. Now it's straight away two, three moves you can in and in contact and get de decisive. Hmm. And, Andy, how was your, um, how was your Brixham? Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, we're going back. We're going back to Adam. Oh. Going back, just wanted to ask Simon on that because uh, in relation to what Tim said, there was just lots of people being chilled um, and eating cream cheese and having a game. Um, and you cream said cheese, not cream cheese, if that didn't come out on your audio, if anybody's interested. We weren't like meeting it. Philadelphia. It was, it it was, it was like Devon. Being killed rather than we being killed. We, like, it was scones, exactly. scones, jam, cream, clotted cream, that, that, that sort of thing. Not Philadelphia. The amount of draws, and I think there was quite a lot of what Tim was saying about people just being chilled, relaxed and having a chat. Um was there also a reflection of people playing in a um, non-overly aggressive manner as well? Did you did you see much of that? Because to be honest, I didn't. But it's quite hard to not play nations against. Not even it's hard yeah. to not play against nations defensively. Because um, so did you see much of that, Simon? Um, I definitely had two players who, with the Roman armies, went very defensive on me um, and weren't being particularly aggressive but most people were going that, that's kind of the way you sort of have to play those small high yeah. quality roman armies isn't it it's yeah, if with, the terrain doesn't the, fall yeah with one of the players in, fa uh, in fairness to him his army army tower was i think 18 so his only option when my army was 25 or 26 he had to go defensive because if, yeah. if i could got, got one flank there was going to be some medium swordsmen going to be doing some very horrible things to him very shortly so he did what a Roman player had to do, made for a bit of a boring game. But on the other side, it made for a very tactical game where yeah. you know, push and shoving and all that. And you know, uh, a couple of decent dice rolls, as you said, Adam, where if a couple of combats had gone one way or the other, we could have cracked open a flank and then life would have got very interesting. So um, need better, yeah. better shooters was the key point for my army. My cross yeah, and I think also, you know, some of, us have, some of us have done half a dozen competitions already this year, whereas... You're right. You know, there were people in Brixton who haven't actually played a game at all against a real person for two years. So, you know, I, I think all things considered, it was it was in, it was it was fab. And um, 
even though I organised it, which I say so myself. But it was but a very relaxed that, vibe for the whole thing. It was thing. very, very good vibe. But I do think that the um, that you know, that just having it really highlighted that, yeah, actually, you know, some people aren't you know, are just happy to play, and as long as everybody does it, that's cool. You are genuinely meeting some different people or some old friends and shoving toys around and and doing that five times over a weekend, yeah, and then um, then going to a pirate though. Sorry. The trophy scored quite high on the ropeometer meter, though. The ropeometer. Yeah, okay. they were ropey. The, the what did? Sorry, the, um... the trophies. Oh, the trophies. Oh, god, yes. No, I really worked hard because I think there's some goppingly ugly war games trophies handed out. Uh, you know, definitely. So, with Brixton being kind of a cheesy seaside town, I really worked hard. Well, no, I nipped out at lunchtime and bought some cheap old tap from a gift shop and stuck a. A, a plaque on it which was exactly what i intended to do so you know i'm sure how do your kids like the the pirate ship that they um have sat on their mantelpiece proudly even my nine-year-old daughter sneered at it fantastic that's exactly what i was aiming for that's exactly what i was aiming for i'm so happy you've, you've made my week now that's a, that's definitely a result so this means war So Dave, you um you were the star of warfare then, weren't you? With your um yeah. with your 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 clever tricksy little Spanish army in the enormous um yeah. 36 player 15 mil event, which which strangely enough looks like it had, I think was the first I'm I'm trying to look at this now actually, 10, 11, how many are we up to? Eleven. Um the first eleven armies that in the rankings were all different. There was feudal Spanish, samurai, feudal German, Yurchin Sicilians, Prussians and Estonians, Tuaregs, feud, oh, feudal Germans again, sorry, Ghaznavids, samurai, Byzantine. So a real, a real mix there. And then some of those um, coming down the bottom as well. So it was a massive event. 36 is one of the biggest events I think we've seen, isn't it? Um, it's really at, surprising at how well the samurai did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's an army I didn't. I mean, having painted it during lockdown, that was not an army which I. I mean, I wanted to use this my feudal Spanish because I'm probably going to take it to Alicante if we even if we ever get to Alicante, mm. um, and I've used it Alicante before, so that was the thinking on that, and I painted that up during lockdown. But the samurai armies, I, I would have thought, you know, considering what I thought this was going to be a night fest, which to a large degree it was a night fest. You wouldn't imagine that the samurai would do that well. Hmm. But um, I mean, so how how did that work then? Because you played them, didn't you? Well, the final game was against. Well, I played two samurai armies. Um, hmm. I think Bob Bob Mizzlemiss did very well with his samurai army. Yeah, yeah, he was in there. Yeah, Bob would say that he's not the most competitive player. I think that's fair on him, but he was doing very very well with it. Yeah, um, I think I got very lucky against Bob. That he didn't choose enough terrain hmm. and against Rob where I, that was the final game in the, you know, the final sort of decision game. Yeah. Uh, Rob chose to defend him, sorry, attack me in the mountains, which was a bit of a strange decision hmm. because he's got lots of really good medium foot bowmen. And I think that, you know, I, I was very lucky on that basis. I think the, the very first game I got very lucky against Jesse. Jesse threw a brilliant general into combat. I killed it. Killed his general, 
that gave me a mutual destruction without that wow. combat decision. Not, the whole competition would have been a very different result for me. That would have been a massive de decision. Um, I think uh, Hubert would be very upset if I didn't mention how many sixes that I rolled against him, <laughs> which was unfeasibly okay. true. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I loved it. But as you say, there was, it was a really amazing mix, you know, uh, Interesting, the elephants were really sort of thrown out of it. Yeah, there was it, it almost was, none, were there? It was quite interesting because I ended up playing against two sort of like camel armies as well, so with uh, Berbers yeah. and Turegs. So uh, I liked it that there was a, a good mix of different armies and um, it's certainly influencing ideas for me for what I want to paint next year. But um, I was surprised, you know, in practice and looking at different things, you know, a few armies did quite well, which I was... You know, I was expecting it to be a, a long line of uh, medium knights all just storming in and taking the place. Hmm. Well, no, I, I, I was surprised at the feudal English because I, I picked I picked feudal English, and I'm actually pleased that my army finished higher than all the other feudal English armies. But um, it was interesting how different, how many different ways they did it. And what I thought would be a winner in that theme would be having longbows against medium knights because then your longbows are effectively a plus one shooting at the medium knights and I thought that would give them a big advantage but um, it didn't quite work out that way and I also had a proper medium foot command because I had the Welsh spearmen. I think Richard out, got outshot by the samurai didn't he? Richard yeah. Case. What was it, was it a longbow? No, yeah. no they're, they're elite bowmen but they shredded uh, Richard's um, bowmen in the open and things like that. Yeah, I guess, I guess it, it can work out that way. And then, um, yeah, so I'm just trying to look at, uh, yeah, so Peter, you you snuck into third with a, a draw, a mutual destruction, then three victories um, following that way. Andy, you were in um, whatever that one is. Um, 18th, I think. So 17th, 18th, 17th or something like that. Um, with a defeat, a draw, a victory, a victory, and a draw. Were either of those neutrals? Um, that was yeah. my game with Mark Dudman, which was sure. You know, yeah, no, no, that, that's that's okay. That's not a game. I'm going to forget in a hurry. Yeah, no, sure. And then um, I managed <laughs> to scrape two wins and three defeats with um with a feudal Hungarian army that um I took because it was I think my first lockdown painting thing, but it was um it was tricky because it just didn't have any any unique things in it. It was just kind of spearmen and knights and. And bowman and and light horse. Well, especially you know, shoot medium cavalry bow is is not a massively clever, unique um, thing. So, um, and then the best one I think was the very final game. Um, I played um, Frederick, who was over from Sweden, who who came out for a curry with us on the the Saturday night as well. Now, the two Fredericks had been trying to come over, and then one of them had um, had failed, and they'd not played ADLG in two years, so. Um, he he'd sent his list in for checking and asked me to. Um, Kevin was checking all the fifteen mil lists, and um, but he asked me to have a look at his list. So I kind of tweaked and rearranged his list, rearranged all the figures okay. into into different commands to make it work, and then completely forgot about that because I'd done it about two weeks before the event. And then in the final game, he kind of dished it onto table. I was like, "Oh shit, this is really good." <laughs> it was like a much better combo. Than, than my own and, and I was just completely misdeployed against it and um, you know I think that was one of the games that um, I think I struggled to I struggled to come second in so um, you know so he actually finished uh, yeah 
he only lost 14 out of 23 in that last game and he came above um above Inyaki. so so that was um but that was a cracking um cracking thing um and there were two of those games where i was two of the defeats i was one point away from a victory um if 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 you see nick sharp um ask him about how his cavalry survived being charged in the flank by an elite knight for about four turns, um, which would have won me the game much, much more earlier. But um, just one of those things. These things do happen. So, no, but it was good. Even even though it was difficult to to get around and um, and see the trade show, it was just good to be to be back and doing that one. Um, I found well. the, games, the games I played in, which had a result, only reached a result with about less than five minutes to go. The, the games that weren't a draw, um, Inaki beat me with about three minutes to go. I beat Daryl with three minutes to go. And I think the same with um, when I played uh, Steve Stephen on the Sunday morning, mm. um, where it was bloody freezing. Oh, oh God, that was freezing that morning, wasn't it? Sunday, yeah. That was absolutely <laughs> bitter. It was colder indoors than it was outside. We were all wearing um, hats and coats. Yeah, it absolutely. Was, <laughs> it was really, really quite frightening. Might have been Ascot, but there wasn't a heater. No, there definitely wasn't. Definitely wasn't. No, so, I, so and in fact, my um, my two wins and three defeats was um, followed by my same performance in in Brickcock. Sorry, in Brixham as well, with um, yeah, three defeats, two victories with the Spanish. Who, um, Sartorius. In fact, I've just finished writing up the reports. So by the time this this podcast goes out, hopefully the reports will be out in the open as well. And um, yeah, just looking back at that, my um, the terrain just didn't fall. For the uh, for the Spaniards, at all, at all. Um, this means war. This means war. Simon, how did you were? Um, you let's try to think. You were you were mid table with um, with your free company, but I think you've kind of mentioned chopping up some of some of the pipemen. You got a victory. Two victories, two defeats, and a null, which was a, yeah. a, a timed out game. So, um, yeah, that, that, that didn't really count. But so, did you? Um, what armies did you fight in that one? So, my uh, first game was against uh, Don's Low Countries. So that was mm. a, a great, um, great habit to face against for the first for, for yeah. the first round. Mediocre spearmen, uh, mediocre, mediocre pikemen mm. versus two-headed choppers. Fantastic. So match made we, in heaven eh oh yeah, yeah that's perfect and, um, for you isn't it yeah and and don um has changed his tactics so he he's worked on the the new rules of well i can move my heavy foot very quickly so on, yeah he, he won the initiative and he was at my four year d on turn one hmm. so that made life rather interesting so um we all got stuck in and there was much violence so that was quite enjoyable yeah, yeah. then my second game um I met the Swiss, hmm. and yes. the Swiss, the Swiss who were who are elite and are Swiss, did what they did historically. They came hmm. in, they saw, they gave me a good, damn good kicking. Hmm. Um, still cracking game. I was only two points off breaking him, so okay. um, one decent dice throw here or there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a, a mutual and all that, so I was quite happy with that one. Then my next game was a draw for um, various practical reasons because hmm. um, Andy had to go do things yeah. far more important. Yeah, with Mark. Yeah. 
and the the game first game on Sunday was against uh, Dave Hanley hmm. with with his um, hundred years. Sorry, no, Chin uh, Chen. No, it wasn't Joshua Chin. It was uh, War of the Roses English. All right. So we had um, Foot Knights versus Two Handed Choppers, and <laughs> we. So both of us got stuck in, and there were body parts going everywhere. And, yeah. Uh, he slowly eked it out on me. So um, that resulted in you know, a big victory to him. And then the final game, I got to play against uh, Burgundian Ordnance Army, uh, Army, which was good fun because it's been one of those armies I've wanted to play because I like the history of them. Yeah. But um, seeing how uh, well they fared at warfare, yeah, tick, I can understand why that army historically got thrashed. Had all the toys, not enough of anything. And so... Um, his mediocre pikemen got got involved in two hundred choppers. That all went well. Um, my mediocre, my um, we got the brigands, the um, drunken hooligans, the medium swordsmen, managed to get their first baggage ever. So um, wow! They, because we, um, my opponent deployed a waterway, and there were a couple of fields on one flank, and so he hid his baggage behind the fields, thinking no one's going to get down there because it's a heavy, you know, it's um. Um, medieval army, so hmm. it's going to be all these heavy foot. So on one flank, four medium swordsmen and an elite longbow and crossbow appeared and went, hello, guess where we're going? And wow. um, came charging down, so we took the baggage and then proceeded to turn the flank and just walk down the side, so um, that was quite enjoyable. It was it was just good fun to play. It was um, ver- five very, very good games. Yeah, Things were going to happen. And um, if Andy and I had have had a game where he had his um, his Irish, you know, he had, he had this Irish army of eight elite two-handed swordsmen come charging across the table. There was going to be violence one way or the other. So we could my knights get in before he tears me to pieces. So it was just good. It was, there were five very, very enjoyable games, and it was good to see lots of different uh, lots of different armies on the table because there's about. Um, in the 25 mil, I think we had 20 odd players, and there's probably 15 different armies. Brilliant. No, that's good. That's a good old mix, isn't it? That's cracking. Mm. Fantastic. Well, look, I think that's um that's that's done those competitions um as comprehensively as is possible with um with a podcast with two winners out of four events on it, which is a bit weird as well. Um, so on that shameful moment, we will um we will take a break and then come back in a second. This means war. So look, we've done competitions, we've done painting. So with Christmas looming, um, we have to actually talk to a little bit about things that Santa might buy for um, each other and ourselves as well. But getting into the new year, suddenly there's going to be a flurry of events and, um, you know, Omicron willing, a flurry of other bits and pieces to do as well. So it's looking forward to what what's coming up in the first few months of the year. Now, Adam, you've you've actually got an event you're running in um, imminently in February as well, I think. What, but what, what's your first couple of months looking like? All right, yeah. Firstly, on that, because I I kind of forgotten about it. So if you haven't yet signed up, um, Beachhead February towards the end of February, come. It will be great. It's going to be a big show. There'll be lots of toys, and you can get to see just how many 
people play War, um, Warhammer 40k <laughs> as opposed to how many people play um, everything else. So, and this is in now, this is in Bournemouth International Centre in Bournemouth. So it's right in the central town. It's it's lovely. It's a lovely venue. It's Bournemouth's actually a nice place to be. So um, there's quite a few people signed up already. But if you want to come, there's it's a big venue. So I think we will be able to expand almost without limit. Well, for okay. ADL without limit, so we can take as many ADLG players. And how, well. how many people is it? Because it looks like on the website it's nearly. The, the ticket roster is almost exhausted. I think. Um, I, I think so. I think that's a. I think that's about twenty. Okay. Um, All right. Low twenties. Well, I'm not sure because I say it's sort of like it's Beachhead organising it. That, that happens at Beachhead and Entoyment, and um, that they've been doing it. So I really need to take um, an interest now. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah, because that's twelfth and thirteenth of um of February. Oh, so see, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. I knew there that. we go. It's, it's almost like I worked in events and have done media stuff in my life before, isn't it? It's <laughs> remarkable. And it's Good almost like Christ, Christ on a bike. Who are these people? Um, yes. So <laughs> if you want any songs about how to count to 20, I'm your man. You're your man, yeah. And um, and that's post Manzikert. Is it for is that for both big big boys and small boys toys? Yeah, so it's anything after 1071. After 1071. Until the end of history. The end of history okay as, as and, is and then i think me and you are, are signed up to um to stay in a travel lodge and do burton as well aren't we which is i'm probably looking forward to that yeah which I'm is... francesca at some point yes you probably should that's the 26 27th the the epic burton doubles which mm -hmm. is 500 ad to 999 i think yeah that's right so we actually dark have conversation about what we're taking as well don't we we probably do yeah um my guess is one of my armies um with but i don't know what it'll be really it could just be something dull it could be something entertaining well i guess is any ropey old stuff that you fancy from your collection because i can yeah. never be asked to um to draw a list. yeah that's basically the way it works that's the that's the criteria that we're involved in on this sort of thing well simon sure. that's, that works out how we do our army isn't it it's, what have you got <laughs> ah right okay so andy and simon so you're you're a team for burton as well is that yeah yep. okay so, um, we, te we teamed so, up about three years ago and we got run over by elephants. Okay. So you but thought we, you'd repeat that. But we, um, with the, with the elephant army, we, we did go for the theory of let's have all of the elephants. Hmm. Now, what else can we have? So uh, yeah. we, made, we made choose a different army this time. Okay. All right. So, um, so what, um, what other things, Simon, what other things have you got coming up in the first couple of months? Is there any painting that's been done? Is, it, is there going to be a, a grand reveal for ADLGR as it kind of slips out as a PDF to amend the existing rules? Yeah, I'm hoping I can get it out before Christmas so people can um, have a good read of it over Christmas time because that's a good time to read a new set of rules. And Because, mm. you know, there's museum miniatures have their 20% off sale in January. That's so the other bit of January, isn't it? Toys. That's the big January thing. That's almost yeah. more important than Christmas, isn't it? Museum yeah, miniatures, twenty five percent off sale. Yeah, I, I, I'm always a big fan of um, big discounts, um, so they're always good fun. Have you got a, so, Have you got an army in mind for that? Or, um... Not at the moment for museum, because I I may have got weak during um, uh, a couple of months ago when I was rummaging around for an ideas, and I may have been on the museum website, and I may have bought some more um, Egyptians for my New Kingdom Egyptian army. I, I was okay. weak. I'm sorry. It was, yeah, but Never they had mind. chariots and they were pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I bought an absolute bucket load of extra additional chariots and bowmen and swordsmen, all that to give me. Okay. 
the options that do all the Egyptian armies and all that. So, so that's um, pre-bought then. Yeah, and I bought a because um, Dave was mentioning he showed me a figure of. Um, oh yeah, the kind of the Nubis god or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, the Anubis so god. Anubis, yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah. I bought one of the um, similar style figure to do as my baggage because you know, a twenty-five mil god for an Indian king of Egyptian army just seems appropriate. No, definitely. Yeah. So which, which events are you signed up to? In, um, so obviously, so Andy and I are doing Burton, which will be good fun because we always enjoy going up to uh, up there Coopers, for, the, yeah. for the doubles. There may be some Coopers and a, a curry or two. And then, then you want... can watch other people eating pork pies. Yeah, it's great fun. <laughs> That's one of the highlights all of Burton. The, all, these very pork, all these pork pies, and I can't touch them. It's like, you yeah, can't touch them. No. Um, Don't worry, I can't touch them either. No. <laughs> yes, you're the pork pie free team. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> the two of us will sit there with a religion uh, and um, allergies. Yeah, that's it. Just, um, yeah. Yeah. Pork yeah. Free, yeah. The, the pork free team. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's no a team for us. us. No, not for us. No, yeah. that's, that's it. But the the other one I'm going to, which uh, a few of us are going to, which will be good fun if we can get there, mm. is Alicante in late January, 22nd and yeah. 23rd January. Yep. So that'll be good fun. So that's a Dark Ages, Feudal, feudal Ages, and the Americas. So um, good luck and to anyone who bring, brings right an Aztec army to a night army. This, so this is in southern Spain, in yep. near a very cheap airport, so you can fly there on Sleazy Jet. And there are 50 players yep. signed up. 50 people. Spain, yeah. France, us, a few Italians. Italians and um, I think there's definitely a couple of Italians, and yeah. I think there might even be a German or two coming over as well. Okay, so, oh, brilliant. I think there's some of the Irish there as well. What's the chances of English people being allowed in the country then, though, due uh, to the Omnicron? Omnicron sounds like a god, by the way. Yes, earlier on, you said Omnicron willing, which yeah. sounds like a religious thing. <laughs> and I think That's true, actually. Omnicron willing, yes. Inshallah, might be facing the wrath of Omnicom by that. Sounds like, yeah, sounds like the sort of thing from chaos in uh, the Warhammer world, doesn't it? Really, absolutely. Yeah, there's always so, chaos um, in the Warhammer. Yes, actually, yeah. Looking at it, you know, I'm, yeah, and no, I can see um also, yeah, there's a few Irish, French, um, and I imagine um, Phil Hackney um, it must be English, even though I don't know who he is. But, um, mm, perhaps, insane, he, perhaps he lives abroad, um, which is yeah. all good. So no, that should be cracking. Yeah. First, first overseas trip for me for well, other than um, I, I was on a plane this week. Um, I did fly to Guernsey for a few days and um, accidentally saw some fantastic Second World War German fortifications and um, and a um, whatever they call Martello Tower, Martello Tower or two as well. Looks like a submarine con uh, pen con conning tower, didn't it? No, they they called the cup and saucer um, Martello oh, really? Towers in Guernsey. Yeah, that's right. what they're known as. Um, so, so that's it. So that that should be brilliant, Alicante, provided we can all get on the plane and um, and go abroad and be part of a fifty person event is just just That'd nuts. Be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, well, I I'm, saw, thinking, um, I'm thinking of going to a different country uh, in January for a competition, and that's golden dagging in Wales. Ah, oh, you're golden dagging. Okay. Potentially, yeah, yeah, with Paul. Is that double? Well, obviously that's doubles then. So you're going to do doubles in January and doubles in February. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's probably a more dangerous trip to do and, and more arduous than um, than going to Gatwick and flying to Spain. Well, well, we all know what Cardiff's like on a Friday evening in January. Yes. Yeah. Are, are you just driving in on the morning then just to, um, just uh, to be safe? Haven't quite, haven't quite sorted it out. Pro pro probably, yeah. 
Right, because that's in Firestorm Carpets' brand new venue, isn't it? Yeah, they, they, they yeah they've moved it to the arse end of nowhere rather than near town. You know, right. <laughs> it's, it's 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 not going to be within walking distance of the Weatherspoons where you can have breakfast. Right. <laughs> okay. So it's motorway service station for you guys then. That's going to be it. Uh, or I think it's I think it's, in, I think it's even more industrial wasteland than than, than Fade Street. Wow. My God. Well, I, I guess it's always with competitions in Wales. It's a question of hoping that there isn't either a home game or a rugby international or something on that just soaks up all of the hotel accommodation. Because no, the number of times we've been going that, to Cardiff. No, the rugby go... internationals don't start till end of the month, beginning of February. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that's a relief then, because we've been caught out by that in the past, haven't we, with, um, with no accommodation at all. Okay. And what's, what's on your um, painting agenda, then, Andy, as well? Uh, painting agenda, it's going to be the um, the two units I've, I've ordered from Essex for, of Seven Years' War Prussians to finish off my uh, the army, I, uh, Clive's Seven Years' War army, and painting the motor torpedo boats from the uh, Cruel Seas. I've got them up. They've been undercoated for months. I just haven't got around to painting them yet. Mm. And that'll just be probably sort of a bit of streaky rust and some couple of shades of, you know, not less than 50 shades of grey, but, you know, and that'll probably then do it. Because, I mean, I can't imagine that anyone got too anoraki about the precise colours of these things. Oh, God, you know, no. it was, yeah. it was yeah. you know, they've been out in the rain at the sea at yeah. the seaside for several months you know yeah. does the engine work yet yeah, right that'll do you know off we go um, have you have you played that down the club or is it i played collected? it once okay um i kind of bought a job lot of stuff uh you know when it first yeah. came out and i played it once mike rollins had got some all sorts of fancy stuff like a seabull ferry and a trawler and a wow some sort of german flag thing with hundreds of guns on it mm. um and i thought it was okay but nothing special and they've just been sitting around so i thought i might as well paint the things and then after that, I should probably be looking for a, a project. But uh, since I've not been painting a lot recently, I'm not rushing to find a new project at the moment. No, sure. And, and Dave, now you've got your um, your new African project. You, is, that, is that something that's going to stretch deep into the new year? Or, or are you just going to so many? Are you going to like every competition there is? <laughs> well, the, the one thing we've missed out on is next year we're going to try and have a uh, a southern one day competition thing aren't we true yeah i'm going to oxford in january 15th oh you're doing that one as well so, yeah, so it's the first of the southern league which is a one day thing yeah exactly jesse's doing that um yeah knows going to that quite a few uh folk players going to play there's that. a couple starting yeah that's good that means just then like all of us i'm going to i mean that one is a biblical one so i'll take my uh, Egyptians, which are painted over lockdown, they've not had a run out with mm -hmm. gods, as Simon's talking about. And uh, then we're going to Alicante. Alicante, I feel duty bound to take my winning warfare army because I love it. It's good fun. Actually, sorry, Dave, Dave, just going back. You, um, the you're not going to be able to take Egyptians to the the northern the southern league thing oh, because there's a list of um it's kind of ten armies, things, isn't it? So it's Greco-Bactrian, yeah. Aramean, oh, early Arab, yeah. Scythian. No, no, you can take your Scythians. Yeah, take exactly. Scythians. I'm actually painting Scythian like horse. Well, that's good then, because you'll be taking them, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. So Alicante. February's Beachhead and Badcon. Yep. I think two competitions a month is kind of... It's probably enough, isn't it? Probably yeah. enough. Yep. Otherwise, you just don't get any time to do washing, yep. cleaning. Or <laughs> Life, admin, any of that stuff. Yep. You're single and, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yep. March, then I guess March is uh, 
what's in March? We've got uh, Pamplona. Pamplona's in March. Yeah, Pamplona. Wow. Pamplona. Booked a hotel for Pamplona. I haven't booked a flight mm. yet. Mm. Uh, when's when's roll call? When's the challenge? Is the challenge disappeared? No, the challenge will be um, at um, UK Games Expo on okay. the first weekend in June or last weekend. It's it's whatever you know. It's the end of June. Um, may beginning of june is that the roll NEC? call yeah roll call is now confirmed for i think the second and third of april yeah um so i'm just in the process of speaking to all of the period umpires to get all the themes sorted and and do the setup i think tickets for that might go on sale in january um because it's nearly christmas anyway isn't it already um i might sneak it out before christmas we'll see um and then BritCon is now in August in Nottingham, which is going to be fun. And that's already getting a lot of interest as well. Um, but yeah, January, February, March is looking looking kind of busy. Um, this means war. Tamsin, I, I think we've seen your prep, but... Tell us more about this painting challenge, and you know, is it something that Dave should sign up to with his African army? It's a bit too. It's too late to sign up. All oh, right, okay, we're done. All, all we can just watch. We can just watch and, and amaze. Yeah, you can paint. I can paint along alongside. Paint along, yeah. I it's one. It, this is the twelfth time it's been run. I mm. think it's my ninth time taking part. Yeah, and uh, it's. Pretty friendly, international. It's just, it's not based on quality of painting, although obviously people aim for aim. Yeah, there's some there's some competition going on there. Like yeah. to see some improvements and so on. I, yeah, but it's more, more based on so what have you got that you need to get cleared up off your paint desk? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And there, I think there's ninety people taking part. So oh. I from all around the world, so. Uh, we've got yeah. people in Russia. I think we've got people in a couple of people who are based in one or two people based in the Far East. Yeah, so all across Europe, I Australia, New Zealand, I North America, I USA, Canada. Yeah. So what is it? Do you have to paint a certain number of figures over the you period of time? You set your own target. Target mm. for what you aim to paint. I bet some people it's as as low as so I've seen people put as low as one hundred. 100 points which is 25 20 28 millimeter foot figures so, yeah. right but it all depends but um, there's also a sort of a, a theme round map ah okay I, where, where different locations you have to have to paint figures that match a particular theme for that hmm. okay yeah, all so right where, where can we see this is this going to be appearing it, on your um your blog? analog hobbies painting challenge okay i if you go to my blog there's a, a link in in one of the sidebars okay so. all right so we'll all um we'll always over there and um and yeah. have a look at that then that's good yeah uh, so as well as painting i'm doing i i'm yet again acting as one of the minions hmm. so we yeah. we help with i sort of doing the scoring of the post, confirming the scoring, keeping the spreadsheet up to date and everything. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, look, that, that'll be something good to um, watch out to. Maybe that will give us a bit more impetus to, yeah. to crack on and um, and get these done because then then there won't be like, you know, acres of your stuff to um, 
to comment on. We need to get in some podcasts more regularly. Otherwise, um, we'll have to do like a special of what have you done in the painting challenge since we last um, we last all got together. So you could do as a kind of a lose weight. You start off and say, weigh the amount of unpainted figures you've got and how many kilos or whatever of unpainted stuff have you got at the end of it? And then you've lost the weight in the sense of what you've actually painted up. That's yeah, good. I think That's as good. war gamers, yeah, trouble is about, they tend to acquire more than you paint. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I can guess you paint? Can you paint more than your own body weight in a month? Yeah, yeah. So, Peter, finally, kind of come around to you. What What have you got in the next few months? And um, what What are you painting? What's What's on the gaming agenda? What events are you signed up for so far? Well, so far, I've signed up to Alicante, so I'm looking forward to that. If we get able to uh, leave the country, as they're, mm. they're saying, so uh, with 50 entries and some uh, very interesting characters on that, I know the last time we played in Alicante was just before the last lockdown it was literally the month before it kicked in didn't it um so we uh, days before to that in. Didn't, takes place. didn't you guys set fire to the airport or something yeah yeah, yeah we uh, managed to divert both going there and going back so yeah uh, lockdown was when i flew to pamplona we were in and pamplona when lockdown began and we had to flee back to the airport and get the last flight out of bilbao but that's a whole different story yeah no, that's amazing. That's um, yeah. yeah. That's, well, hopefully so, we won't repeat that then. Definitely. Yeah, that's looking forward to, to that. Um, from Warfare, I've been influenced, and I was chatting to Simon and a couple of others about possibly doing a samurai army. Uh, I've always been put off by it's a bit too fiddly to paint, and Simon explained the just spray them red technique and then highlight right. them. Um, yeah. I, of course, I'm and you're all like, over that uh, shit. Caveat yeah. in a little bit. He was a bit more technical than that, but that, yeah. that, those are the key salient points I took in. Spray and okay. red, do some dots. Yeah, and just dry Good. brush and gold on on top. Is that'll help, won't it? Uh, guaranteed. They've got to have the gold lace. I've already got to have the gold lace. Is in, so that's got to be done. It, it, it's calling out to me. So okay. um, for the rest of the stuff, it's just uh, trying to organise the diary. So looking mm. ahead of what the stuff is i don't think i'm going to be able to do pamplona due to family stuff but um as you say it's um trying to book in a few so road call uh, probably expo um and depending on sailing commitments um going along to nottingham for um that one as well uh, in august yeah. so yeah um looking forward to a few things going forward it just depends on um how the whole pandemic thing is panning out yeah well you know well i think i'm um... You know, I, I suppose oh, the what, what, one question yeah. before I forget. Go on. Um, I was just looking up as you mentioned about the museum miniatures. They do samurai as well. So they um, do. Uh, any suggestions? Should I get museum miniatures in January for samurai, or should it go uh, Old Glory or Essex? Have a look uh, at the museum uh, ones. Are later period than ATLG. Minor detail. Yeah, yeah. minor yeah, detail. None of us really care. I saw my chase on Koreans really. Yeah. I know. I went mostly old glory, partly because the Eureka ones were too expensive and too far away. Um and the Essex ones look tiny and the Peter Pig ones look tiny. Um two so I got two dragons are, are really cool but a very unique style. And mm. you have to deal with um caliber books to buy them. But, yeah, but Colonel Bell's got quite a few. Oh, Colonel Bell's has got quite a few at the moment, yeah. Go on the Colonel Bill's website, see what they've got. That might um, sort you out. I had a look, and he didn't actually have that many at the show at Warfare. Did he did? It was an awful lot for what mm. you need. I thought. I but um, Simon, you did um, Old Glory, didn't you? 
I did a, I did a mixture of mine. So the bulk of my army is from Eureka Miniatures in Australia because I happened to be out there a few years ago. So while I was in Australia, I might as well pick up some toy soldiers, you know, save on the postage. But then mm. I bought a, a bunch of old glory to, to flesh out after being, um, I think we called it technically being thrashed at the world with my samurai army. Yep. So I bought a few extras. And then I was on a Kickstarter um, where some guy was doing some slightly fantasy-esque samurai armies. Oh, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Being yeah. one of my email addresses is the Urban Bunny. There was a samurai, mm. um, samurai with, a, with a bunny head with big floppy ears and a great, great big katana. I had to buy that. <laughs> yeah, so, not the, to, wouldn't it? so if you can find a badger samurai, Peter, you're a better man than any of the rest of us or, or See, better lady there, as well. There's my challenge. Like, yeah. Yes, there's indeed. my thing now a, a yep. badger samurai army a or at least samurai one character army. there is going to be someone making them probably in 32 mil i suspect out of resin with a 3d printer which is the answer i suspect for for all the future uh, and if not just even sort of black my black with a, with broad white stripes broad white stripes it'll all be good oh, it'll yeah. all be good oh, yes oh. and on, on that moment of um peter's hair i think it's we're, we're wrapping up so um we're delighted to be able to bring you another podcast and also delighted to keep it to a meaningful length of time without us chuntering on so much. And um, hopefully when this, the world of, um, well, the world of wargaming podcasts, I think a few people have been persuaded to sign up to this thing called Chartable. That's like an online dashboard that tells you your stats and ratings from all sorts of different things. So currently, because we've not had a podcast in quite some time, um, we've been slipping down the rankings so currently this podcast is as of today um it's dropped 12 places and is now ranked number 213 amongst the um apple podcasts for hobbies in new zealand so this is the 213th most popular hobby podcast in new zealand down 12 places and also the 205th down four places hobby podcast in finland so um so hopefully as soon as james clay downloads this and, re and reads it and uh, listens to it we'll be resuming up the finnish hobby charts yet again and uh, and we don't feature on any other rankings whatsoever as of right now so um so hopefully this will fix all that and, um, and people won't get too bored and then maybe we'll attempt to do another one at some point in the um not too distant future so so it's on that note to say goodbye and um if we don't see you before christmas we'll see you after christmas Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.